if parenthood came with a GPS, it would most likely just say recalculating. Join Yulandi Becker and her guest experts Wednesdays at 11 a.m. for Bump and Beyond, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is me, Yulandi Becker, and you are on Bump and Beyond, the show all about parenting and and beyond, like the name suggests. And parenting is, as you all know, a good topic for me to complain about, but in the same breath, also be blessed about. And I am particularly excited um, about not only the topic, but more so about the expert that we will be chatting to um to today and that will be joining me because Philippa, who is my guest, is one of those I want to use a, a vulgar word in some ways to describe the awesomeness of her, but I won't. But she is really a kick-ass woman. That's all you can say. Um, because she is really impressive. Um, and a mom of two. So we'll get to Philippa just now a little bit more before I gush out. As you can hear, I am a fan and I might stumble over my words today because of that, because I love women who are entrepreneurs and more so mothers who are entrepreneurs. But today's topic is specifically about when you are working and you need to take maternity leave. I remember that was one of the first things because I like lots of things about parenting, I knew very little about anything before I had children. And maternity leave was one of those things where you kind of just assume how it will work. And it was one of the very first things I remember how it stressed me out going because at that point I was still full on working in corporate, uh, a good like 20 year late 20 um ready to take on the world and conquer the world and were I worked ridiculous hours because I didn't really have anything better to do but as soon as I started thinking about it I was just how am I going to manage this even with a small baby how you can't go to like home at eight o'clock in the evening and all sorts of things and it completely stressed me out so much so that in the end I didn't even take maternity leave I actually quit my job so um <laughs> Luckily for me, that was an option because my husband realized how stressed out I was. And he actually one day just looked at me like very like flabbergasted and surprised that I didn't think about it. And he's like, you do know you can actually stop working, right? <laughs> and I'm like, really? I can? Is that a possibility? And it was. It's not a possibility, unfortunately, for everyone. But it was one for me and one I did take up. Um, because as well, I didn't realize what a full-time job parenting is and being at home. And that four months, I thought I was going to be so bored. I mean, in the end, I was home for two years um, and it was a full-time job. And just like any job, being at home. Um, and it wasn't being at home because I was always busy. There wasn't really time to do anything else. It had moments like any other job where it was boring. It had moments where it was amazing. It had a lot more moments of amazement, luckily. And my boss was pretty cute, so I didn't really care about it. <laughs> so, uh, but it was a stressful thing. And I only later found out 
exactly what maternity leave was about. And I did get some money still in the end from UIF. But more on that when we return. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. And we are back, and this is Bump and Beyond with me, Yolandi Becker. And today, specifically, we are chatting maternity leave. Um, I've mentioned earlier, 11 years ago, when I found out I was pregnant, it was really um a stressful time for me, to be honest, um, thinking about it. And I mean, now reflecting back, I, I know I made the right choice. As you know, this is my side hustle. I have a whole different business. Hence why I'm also so excited to be speaking to Philippa Gert today about maternity leave and also her business, to be honest, because you can't not talk about recruit my mom while talking to her. But maternity leave I mean, obviously, it's not just about knowing what to do, because in all honesty, I assumed that if you go on maternity leave, that your employer is just paying you money <laughs> while you're away for four months. This is not the case. There's a thing called the unemployment fund where you have to write to them and you have to register your pregnancy. More on that later, because I'm not an expert in this field and you don't get paid. And very often you don't get paid your full salary, to be honest, during this time. It also doesn't mean during the time that you're on maternity leave that you actually get your money. You might actually get it later <laughs> when you go back to work. So there's lots of struggles with those things that we're going to get into. But then there's also the struggle of actually going back to work. What is it like going back to work? Will you have employment? Luckily, last week we spoke about nannies and getting a nanny and the different options available for us for childcare. So hopefully you're covered on that front. But it's sometimes also the other worry is it I'm away for four months, maybe shorter, maybe longer. But if I come back, is my job still really going to be there? Is everything still going to be the same? I never experienced that. So I don't know. I never went back to my old job. So I don't know what it's like. So I want you all to be sharing with us your experience. Have you had that before that you went back from, uh, to work, um, from maternity leave? How was that experience? Are you planning on going back to work and taking maternity leave? Like me, are you maybe planning to not go back to work? Share with, uh, maybe you want to anonymously do that if you haven't told your employer yet. <laughs> but in the end of the day, please do share with us your thoughts. As always, you can t phone us on 010-140-3020. Or you can send us a telegram, also a voice note on telegram on 061-895-1019. Or you can SMS us at 34519. SMSs of a course charged at one rand fifty. Um, so I did do some research. It wasn't easy to get any research on maternity leave. I have to say it was tricky to get information. So I'm hoping that Philippa is better <laughs> informed than me because it wasn't easy to find out a, a lot of things. But global research does indicate that about 50% of women feel their careers were negatively impacted due to pregnancy. I'm now not talking about maternity leave, just per, uh, maternity leave. I'm talking about pregnancy as well. 
According to the 2021 PwC Women in Work Index, progress for women in the workplace regressed to 2017 levels due to COVID-19, which saw a large number of women leave formal employment. It's That's staggering. And I mean, that's a lot of very, very smart people that are being left out of the workforce. A lot of empathetic people being left out of the workforce. Um, South Africa has not seen a change in maternity leave policies in our legislation in quite a long time. And this means that we typically are, I would say, in the mid-ground, according to what I could see, um, when it comes to maternity leave policies. There, there's actually, yes, there is actually worse maternity leave policies out there in the world, apparently. So let's rather get to the experts. So like I said, joining me today is Philippa Gert. She is the founder and CEO of Recruit My Mom and Recruit a Graduate as well, expanding her horizons. And of course, also mother of two. Um, I sneakily, she didn't say that in her bio that she sent it. I found it out because as you know, I do like to talk to yeah, uh, moms as well on the show or parents, not just moms, parents on the show. Um, and she really is a woman at work and talking about women at work. She is very well known for. So hello, Philippa. Thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> Hello, Yolandi. It's a wonderful introduction and I feel so at home and so welcome with you this morning. That so is, thank you for having me. That It's just a pleasure, a pleasure. And you mentioned to me also in the break that you yourself had a similar segue into the working environment or out of the working environment. Yeah, out of the work environment, I think is right. Yes. <laughs> my, my son arrived suddenly six weeks before I was due. Um, and so I was also taken by complete surprise. So yeah, I can relate with these stories. Yeah. And I think lots of moms have that. And to be honest, again, I mentioned it before. There's lots of things that you can't possibly think of all the things you think, Oh, I'm planning to get pregnant. I know what's going to happen. And you think you're actually consciously thinking of all these things. And then all of a sudden there's a million things that you didn't think about. And for me, maternity leave was one of those things. So let's start with, first of all, how long generally is maternity, the duration of maternity leave? Yeah, so um, in South Africa, we actually are, although the legislation is quite old, we're actually fortunate that we have legislation. There's some countries, as you know, that just have nothing on it. And so we have um, something called the Basic Conditions of Employment Act that governs our maternity leave in South Africa. And the Basic Conditions of Employment Act states that you can take a minimum, I mean, a maximum of four months, well, it's actually a minimum. You can take up to four months unpaid maternity leave in South Africa. Sorry, <laughs> I got my words mixed around that. Um, but yeah, so basically you can take up to four months unpaid maternity leave according to the Basic Conditions of Employment Act in South Africa. Um, and I mean, four months, I mean, I, I'm married to a German. <laughs> so um, obviously I am well-versed as well in German maternity and for that matter, paternity leave. So they've got an extensive, I mean, they get, uh, mothers get almost a year off 
from um from work and they they can go back to work into the exact same positions exact same pay um after a year and um, parents and fathers also get a similar amount of time that they get off from work and i think that is amazing but in the same um breath i also feel that we need to not compare ourselves to an econ- economy of course like germany um where they are strides ahead of us with lots of things um so it can't be a comparison but i mean it is i mean it's scary to think that you have to leave your baby again at four months isn't it (laughs) yeah i think for many women it is it's such a it's such a big a big deal to have to leave a baby at four months if and there's so many women that um, have to go back to work for financial reasons um, and particularly past the pandemic so yeah yolanda i agree with you i mean i think that it feels like a really short amount of time. Um, and, um, yeah, I, th- I, I, they, I wish there were more answers to it, but yes, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little time. It is a little time, but in the same breath, at least, like we said, we do have some policies in place, but let's also, uh, before we have to break to an ad break just now, um, when do you have to notify your employer for go? Because now I said sneakily, you should not mention it, but you should, in the end of the day, honesty is always the best policy when it comes to anything. So that was more of a tongue in cheek comment. Um, in the end of the day, when should you be notifying? I mean, is it when you start showing or when, I mean, technically you can't go up to someone. You should never go up to someone and say, Hey, are you pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely don't do that. And, and, and as an employer for all employers listening to this show this morning, you definitely shouldn't do that. <laughs> Actually, um, again, the, the, the basic conditions of employment acts, um, recommends that under best policy and practice that you allow uh, you ha- you do need to give one month's notice prior to taking maternity leave um, however I want to say that when you have a good relationship with your employer and you're not afraid and no woman should be afraid to tell an employer that they're pregnant but unfortunately we know that those circumstances exist um, is that the sooner the better because it allows the employer to start planning for somebody to come in and take over some kind of form of maternity cover while you're on maternity leave. So a month before you're going on maternity leave actually doesn't leave the employer a lot of time to find somebody. But um, for some people, that's actually quite terrifying to tell the employer. And so if you're not showing, then you can um, you can do it up to a month before you go. Great. We're going to get into more of that just now. Thanks. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined me, welcome. It's already been good. Um, I am Yolandi Becker. I'm the host of Bump and Beyond, and I'm chatting with Philippa Gur today about maternity leave. And again, reiterating with my guest how important this topic is. Because she just now, before we went to break, she mentioned that you want to at least a month beforehand, like notify your employer of your pregnancy. And sometimes it's not an easy task. I think it's sad if it's difficult to tell your employer. For sure it is sad. But you have to remember you have rights. (laughs) Um, They can't just fire you if you tell them that you're pregnant. That is illegal. 
But it is, I found from my own personal experience, the sooner you tell people, the better. Uh, because there is some planning, not only from your employer side, but also from your side that needs to happen um, with UIF and all those type of things. So let's get into that, Philippa, about what is it? We now said it's four months, you get paid, but how much do you get paid when you're on maternity leave? What does it entail? Can you take, let's start with that before I say, can you take longer? <laughs> yeah, so, so Yolandi, just, um, so actually, you know, the, the, the law states that it's unpaid maternity leave completely. Okay. So you can so, go, but you're not going to get money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can go and have your baby, but the employer is not, they don't have to pay you, but it's up to the employer's discretion to pay you. So many employers actually do pay or if yeah. they don't pay a full salary, they'll pay a portion of the salary. But then we have the UIF fund, um, an employment insurance fund, where you can go and top up your salary. So an employer might say, I'm going to pay you 50% or I'm going to pay you nothing or I'm going to pay you whatever percentage it is. And then you can go and apply to the UIF fund for the top up. Um, and um, that is a process on its own. So I don't know if you want us to get straight into that. Let's go into that. Uh, that <laughs> as we're talking about the wonderful UIF. And personally, I even when I stopped working, I did still get my top up from the UIF. And surprisingly, I was one of those because I've heard horror stories about this. I was one of the lucky people who actually still got it. During that four months oh, wow. <laughs> and not oh. after. <laughs> so they were pretty quick. I don't know. I, I think it's because my surname is Becker and they <laughs> were working alphabetically. That's my theory. <laughs> behind. <laughs> well, you're very fortunate because I think the horror stories are more than less. So, um, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I think the big question that somebody, any woman facing um, maternity leave, if they, if they're really relying on these salaries is, will they get paid? No. Um, and your most sure way of getting paid is if your employer agrees to pay you. Um, if, however, there's a salary decrease and you now need to go and apply to UIF, um, that is what we at Recruit My Mom call the big black hole. <laughs> and it's honest, honest conversations here today. Okay. No. Um, so the minute that ideal what you, ideally what you want to do is, is you want to start applying for UIF as soon as you can. And so if you have a good relationship with your employer and you know that you are pregnant, then rather don't wait until you're on maternity leave to try and sort this out. So what we recommend is that you go to um, the Department of Labor as soon as possible and go and get the forms even if you're not submitting them, just go to the Department of Labor in order to get the forms that you can submit. And the reason why we say that is because when you get online on the government website, it'll give you a whole lot of forms that you need to download and fill in. But when you get to the Department of Labor Center, they're very different. And they have a whole set oh. of forms you need to fit in, fill in. So the best is just go straight to the Department of Labor, get the right forms and fill them in. Oh. Um and um, and then once you're ready, submit them as soon as possible. Um, because as you said, there is no... When do you submit them? Do you submit... Can you submit them before you go on maternity leave? Or do you have to submit them when you go on maternity leave? So ideally, you do want to be sitting, submitting them when you're on maternity leave because your employer then states how much they are paying you. Okay. Um, if, however, they're able to sort that out before you go 
then you can, of course, um, go before and, and submit everything and fill everything in. Is there an obligation? Because now, like you said, technically the law states that you should be, and this is again stuff that I didn't know beforehand, uh, when I, because I didn't start working at my job, um, thinking I'm want to take maternity leave. So I didn't even ask about maternity policies or anything like that from my job. Um, and only retrospectively, I think now I think I should have actually, before I decided to get pregnant, I should have first gone and found out what is my company's policy on um, payment during this time. Because as you mentioned, it's not legally um, required from an employer to actually pay you during that four month time. But luckily lots of companies do because they do want to retain the person and not necessarily train a new person and, 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 but yo, what do you do then? Yeah. If you're not, because yeah, like you said, then it's that big black hole of you getting UIF, not a hundred percent of that is coming back to you. Is there a limit on the UIF? How, what is the maximum you can get from UIF? So, um, if you, there is a salary limit, which is mm. 17,712 Rand per month. So that's their cap as to what they will pay up to. It doesn't mean to say that if you earn more than that, you can't claim UIF. It means mm. that the calculations are based up to that maximum of 17,712. Oh. And then of that 17,712, they will pay you between 38 and 60% of it. UI. No. However, if your employer is then paying you a portion of that, they will pay you a percentage of the difference. Um, so if you're earning 40,000 rand a month and your, um, employer says they're going to now pay you 20,000 rand a month, in UIF, you can see that you actually wouldn't gain from actually um, applying because they will only pay up to 17,712. Um, oh, so, that's a big black hole then. If that's <laughs> Exactly right. Um, During a time where you actually need more money because you're having to pay for diapers and food and all this stuff. It is right. So I've just had... Um, one new employee that came back after being on maternity leave, she joined me after her maternity leave. And I had another employee that went on maternity leave. An employee that joined me after she'd uh, been on maternity leave, she waited seven months for her UIF payout. Um, and that is um, a long time. So, so I think, you know, it's really important if you are going on maternity leave and, and this is a big financial impact for you is to really plan that you may or may not get something uh, you should get, you're entitled to. It's, it's, it's one of the rights of women in South Africa that we should get a payout. It just seems to be, it depends when and how and how much. Um, and nobody, there's no clear indication as to how it's calculated. Um, so there's no formula that you can look at. Um, you know, if you get something, you go, hallelujah. <laughs> Sounds like UIF is as confusing as parenting. Yeah. So it's not, it's not the best news, but I say, you know what? Go for it and do it. And these are why these conversations with our employers are important. Cause I think yes. employers also need to understand just how stressful this is, um, for women when they do go on maternity leave. 
Um, so that's why these conversations are vital, you know, need to be having yeah. them. Ah, and we're, I'm glad we are having them. And if you've just joined us, you are on Bump and Beyond. And this is High FM 101.9. Um, and if you haven't started talking with us, please do send us your own experience with UIF or if you're planning on UIF, we would love to hear from you as always. You can phone us on 010-140-3020 or send us a telegram on 061 061- Eight nine five one zero one nine. Luckily for you as well, as always, this will be available as a podcast afterwards. So you can go listen to all the details of it. But before I run out of time, as always, let's get into more of this. So now we said as well, okay, you might, if you might get paid only seven months later and all that. And that's already a stressful um, thing. But is it also because now it's four months that you get? Does this have to be taken consecutively or can you break it up? <laughs> no, that's a great question. And um, according to the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, again, we have to refer to it because that's the act that governs our yeah. laws, is, is that it does need to be consecutive. Okay. So um, one cannot break it up. One needs yeah. to take it consecutively. And so, again, and that's why it's important when you're pregnant to be thinking about it, is how long – do you want to be on maternity leave? There's also um, a condition that you can't come back to work within six weeks of having had your baby unless you have a medical clearance to come back to work. I think that's a good, I think that's a good thing. I do have to say, but it is also, um, yeah, I mean, it is difficult as well to think about it. If you have to work and you're not getting enough money, maybe you rely on that salary. You might not have a choice to go back to just thinking about a poor mom that has to go. Can you take longer maternity leave? (laughs) Again, you should engage with your employer on this. So if you took longer than four months maternity leave, it would actually then fall into annual leave. Uh, okay. Um, unless the company has a specific maternity policy that allows for longer. So I worked for um, a company called Procter & Gamble many moons yes, ago, yeah. and they have a, a very progressive maternity policy where you can take up to two years. Um, so it's unpaid. Um, so six months is fully paid, after yeah. which you get a two-year career break, at which you can come back at the same level where you left, not the same position but the same level level Um, and so they can extend it so you may find that there are employers that actually have a specific maternity policy that is longer and more progressive because companies are recognizing the importance of having women in senior roles of leadership and how do you get them there if you don't help them get through these seasons of maternity and raising children Um, and so your forward-thinking employers actually will extend it Um, but for many Many women and many employees, that's not an option. The employer only has the four months unpaid maternity leave. Um, so now if you, for, because you, like you said, you had to go into labor earlier than what was in- anticipated, but there's also lots of women who also have pregnancy related illnesses beforehand. Maybe they they have to go on bed rest beforehand. Does that then fall under maternity leave or does that fall under sick leave if you have to be on bed rest beforehand? That's a good question. So um, it's actually sick leave because baby's not been born yet. Um, And so it's an illness related to the, illness related to the pregnancy. So that would be 
sick leave. Um, and again, that can be paid or unpaid. And it depends on the employer. So there's statutory sick leave that you can take, but sometimes employers can be quite lenient on um, women. And if you're in bed rest, um, some women are quite happy to carry on working from bed. And that's where flexible working, and as you know, I'm a huge proponent of flexible ways of working, really helps because, you know, maybe you can negotiate with your employer. Look, I'll still be able to do X, Y, and Z for you while I'm at home, but I actually just need to be at home working remotely. Okay. So at least we all, some things that, some nice things that have happened for, from COVID <laughs> is that we've all figured out that it is possible to do work from home. Completely. But, um, but yes, like I said, now, firstly, okay, we can, we know now that's sick leave, but then as well, what can happen is, is that obviously your baby might be born over the December period and lots of companies have 13 checks being paid out during that time. Will you, if you then be, you're on maternity leave, still get paid out these type of bonuses? You should be. And if, if you're not, um, I would say that there's probably quite a strong case for, um, and for discrimination because there's no reason why you shouldn't be eligible for it. What they might do if it is, um, because bonuses are a part of an incentive scheme. So generally, so what they might do as a company is pro rata it because of performance. So that, you know, you, you've been here for 11 months, you were off for one month. So we pro rated the bonus for 11 months uh... rather than because your results decreased by a month uh, that might happen um but again uh, you know it really does depend on the employer and the reasonability of the employer um but you should you absolutely are eligible for that bonus you should not be discriminated against at all because you're on maternity leave and i think again this is such an important discussion not only for us to be having and to help prepare moms a little bit. But to be honest, I hope some employers are also listening to this conversation because you can see from our discussion that in the end, a lot of what is determined and how a mom is going to deal with an already tricky situation. And again, it's so unfair that we're always talking about the women and because it's not, it takes two to tango in the reality of it. Um, and men don't have this issue to worry about. They go back to work and they don't have to stress about it. And I don't want to get onto a soapbox as you can hear. I'm properly getting rallied up about it, but. The reality is, is a lot of these decisions is the employer's decision and they can have such an impact and you could be losing serious high quality talent of someone. If I just think now, if I would go back to work, I would be impressive, but you exactly. lost out on it. <laughs> yeah. And, and Yolanda, you know what? You and I, we can get on that soapbox together because I think we, we kind of get it get each other completely on this. And that's why why I started Recruit My Mom for that very reason was that employers can be so unreasonable that they lose top female talent um, in not recognizing that they're just seasons. It's not, it, it, it's just time periods in a woman's life that they, they need different things. And, and we know that um, when your children are little, you need a little bit more flexibility around navigating them because they get more sick or whatever might happen. But then you soon out of that, they get into primary school, you've got more time. They soon get into high school. You're virtually there at school all day. You can work a full-time job. Great. Um, but we'll get more into that just now and into Recruit My Mom. I look forward to it. <laughs> 
This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker. The show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined me, you are on Bump and Beyond with me, Yolandi Becker. And I am chatting with Philippa Gurr today about maternity leave specifically. But um, we've talked about UIF now and the struggles and applying for it and having to go to the Department of Labor to get your form and sorting those things out as soon as possible. And more importantly, also being open and honest with your employer. In fact, if you're planning on getting pregnant, I suggest that you already find those things out before you're pregnant to find out what their policies are, because the better prepared you are, the better this process will be. And maybe you can be an ambassador for change for future women when the maternity leave policies are not in place. And we need to, as women, speak out on those type of things and make sure that we do look for the right and better options available for all of us so that we can come back, not worry about it, and also not worry about money during a time where we should be enjoying um, motherhood and the joys of what comes with that. Um, for Lepa, though, um, like I said, you are from Recruit My Mom, and that was a great business initiative that you started. But before we talk about that, I want to first talk about going back to work. So now we said, okay, four months, you're gone from work. It's a fantastic and horrible time. I don't wish the newborn phase on my worst enemy. It is hard work during that time, and it is it hits you like a train, that um, part. And the second one is not much better. I don't know about the third because I don't have a third, so I could just imagine maybe it's better <laughs> by that time. I don't know. But what do you? What is some tips that you have for moms when they do return to work? How can you prepare yourself, and what you, should you be thinking about before you go back to work? So I th- the first recommendation I have is is communication with your boss. So if you're able to go back to where you were, and hopefully you are, because you're protected by the law, you, nobody should be able to get rid of you because you're pregnant. So I want to. Like put that right out there. You are protected by our law. So communicate with your boss about when you're thinking of coming back to leave, to to work, because they may have appointed somebody in your in your place as maternity cover, and so they need to liaise with that person to carry to move on, so you can come back. Um, so you need to kind of figure out when it is you want to be back. Second of all, is is around the feeding of baby. So a lot of women will breastfeed. And um, when you're thinking of going back is to already start getting baby used to a bottle um, so that if you're going to express breast milk while you're at, um, at, at work or at home for baby, baby's comfortable to take a bottle. Or um, if you're going to move them onto formula, that baby's ready for that. Because the last thing you want to do is go back to work, which is quite a shock to your system, and then you've got a baby who's refusing to take the bottle no. and you're having to deal with that and you've got a hungry baby and it's very stressful. Um, so try and sort that out even before you get back into yes. the workplace. And then very importantly is what is the plan for baby's care when you are going back to work? So if you're very fortunate to be able to work from home, um, who's going to look after baby while you're working? So we are very clear with our moms to say you can't actually do a proper job and have a baby on your lap. 
It's it's not going to happen. So no. you definitely need somebody to be looking after baby while you're working, even if baby's at home and you're home. So what does that look like? Um, if baby can't stay at home and you need to because you need to go into the office, then who's looking after baby? And if it's somebody that's coming into the home to look after that child, so many people hire a nanny to come in and look after the baby. What do you do if that nanny gets sick? Which happens. Um, you know, where's the backup for your backup? Um, and so you, you know, that needs to be in place. Um, um, because employers at the end of the day hire you for productivity. They're looking for you to deliver something that adds value to their business. And as, as understanding as employers are, you can't constantly be taking off work or not be doing your job because that's really not going to help. So you need to make sure that you, when you are employed to do your job, that you're fully able to do your job um, and not be worrying about these things. And then the other thing is, is that I highly recommend is if you've got, come from an, uh, a job where there's been no flexibility, is to open up the discussion around flexibility with your boss and see whether it's possible to um, embrace some level of flexibility in the way that you're working. Because that just takes the pressure off and makes things a lot easier. I, I agree. I mean, for me, for us as a family, if you would have told me pre-COVID that my husband would be working from home, I've been working from home for years and years and years, blessed in that way. And if you told me my husband would be here, I would have said, cure me now. I thought I was going to die. And it was the complete opposite of that. Now I cannot imagine on the days that he has to go into the office, I hate it. And it's not like we're talking with each other all the time, but it is just such a game changer with stupid things. Like if someone delivers something at home or whatever, or like I said, with the school runs and things like that, it can make such a huge difference if you are two people who are able to carry those type of things. So definitely, I think, luckily for us, a lot more. But there is certain jobs where you can't work remotely, of course. If you're working in retail or something, you can't be working from home. Yeah. So it is not always the case that you can do it. But flexibility doesn't just mean working from home. It could be other forms of flexibility and changing the working hours and just opening the discussion. And again, hoping that some employers are also listening to think about those things as well um, for to make sure that we are creating a, not only a patriarchal working society, but a proper working environment also for women and consequently mothers, because a lot of women do eventually become mothers, as we all know. But now the beautiful part of it, before we run out of time, I do want to talk about uh, Recruit My Mom a little bit. Obviously, the initiative started from your own experience of not being able to go or going back to work and not being able to work full time and, and, and. What is Recruit My Mom all about? Mm -hmm. um, thanks, Yolandi. So, and just like that, her face, you should, if you could see it, it smiles. <laughs> Clearly, there's a passion for it. <laughs> I do have a passion for it. And actually, even as you're talking about the plight of women and maternity leave, and I'm like, yeah, this is why we started Recruit My Mom. So, yes, I have a great passion for enabling women to get back into the workplace or just be in the workplace and celebrate it in the workplace. So Recruit My Mom is an online recruitment agency. 
where we unequivocally support skilled mothers um, to find jobs with employers that respect them as mothers. Um, and so um, when I started in 2012, we were doing a huge education job around flexibility and how do you do flexibility and why, um, you know, why it's important so that you can retain top female skills. COVID's silver lining was is that it educated employers overnight that actually this was all good. Um, and, um, and so now we really are about, um, putting women into any type of work where an employer respects that she's a mom. And so not just, not remote. Yeah. We got it. Uh, we've, Craig is signaling me and, and says always this spoils board, Craig, um, that we're running out of time, but we'll get back to it a little bit. I'm going to steal some time somewhere a little bit now. <laughs> This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. And just like that, again, we have run out of time on our show today, and it was a, a good one. So if you've missed it, um, please be sure to go check out the podcast and the podcast for all my other shows and other shows on HiFM for that matter available on highfm.com for you to go listen to over and over again and give your input. Send us an um, a email to say that you loved it. We would love to hear from you as always. I have been speaking to F Philippa Gerd, the founder of Recruit My Mom and Mother of Two. And personally, my journey I'm, I'm so grateful for my journey, to be honest, because, um, I stopped working, as I mentioned earlier, and then coincidentally found good nights because I wasn't sleeping myself. And now I am the business owner with a team of 21 women working. And I pride myself in the fact that the best part that I'm giving to my consultants is the fact that we have flexible hours. We can manage our time. Most of us are still able to pick up our kids from school every afternoon, and we are still making a huge difference in parents' lives by helping them sleep better. Um, and I think that's the passion with Recruit My Mom as well. Philippa, um, do you have different kinds of jobs as well that you have? Like, is it... Is it only full-time employment or is it part-time employment? What kind of employment can we be looking for on Recruit My Mom? Yeah, so we have a whole myriad of types of jobs. Uh, it can be uh, permanent, it can be contract, it can be full-time, it can be part-time, it can be flexible. Um, so we do try and negotiate with employers on a level of flexibility. As you said earlier, Yolandi, there's so many different ways of creating flexibility in a job. So what it isn't just one size fits all. And yes. um, so we work with the employers to see what will work for them. And then that's what we advertise on the job. So anything really, um, it's a myriad of jobs. We are not a specific skill set. We're a generalist agency, um, but we are very pro skilled women and, and the upliftment of women in South Africa and helping them to find work. Uh, only in South Africa or other places as well? <laughs> Only in South Africa at this stage. Um, ah. and, and funny enough, we've got a lot of employers from overseas that use us for our moms. Yeah. Um, but, but we're very much about uplifting South African women at this stage. 
Yeah. I love it. I love it. Philippa, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Uh, like I said, from the start, an absolute honor as a mom and entrepreneur. I think you are a trailblazer for women in business. And I appreciate the fact that you joined me today on my little show that is slightly growing now because of you. <laughs> Well, Yolandi, it was such a pleasure to be here um, and well done on you being entrepreneurial too. I think any woman that's forging ahead in any business is amazing and what an, it's really been an honor to, to spend this time with you and I hope we've helped a lot of women. I hope so too. And UIF a little bit better. If anybody does understand UIF better, maybe they can educate all of us. But <laughs> Please do. Send us a message. Thank but thank you, you so much, Philippa. Thank you. Again, yeah. if you've just, uh, if you've missed our show today, you can catch the podcast on highfm.com. It's been an absolute pleasure to be with all of you again today. Whether you are stopping working or you're starting working or not when the new baby arrives, I have a feeling that you are going to love your new boss during that time. So don't worry. It's going to be good. It's going to be hard, but it is the most blessed opportunity during that maternity leave. Join me next week as I chat introduction to solids with another female entrepreneur, Marita Besaynote from Tummy's Full of Love. Uh, as I always say, the world is not changed by your words, but by your example. Let's lead by example, not only for our children, but today I'm going to go an extra mile to say for other women as well and be the trailblazers of changing what the policies are out there, making sure that we get what we deserve. And like my husband always says, let's as women not look for equality, but rather superiority. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next week, enjoy your day. <laughs>